1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basic Podcast, the Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Overton, and I'm your host. If you are watching live on YouTube, which we will be live on YouTube every day at 1 p.m. Eastern for eternity. 2,000 years later. You guys know that meme, the SpongeBob meme? Yeah, that's SpongeBob. Yeah. Love SpongeBob. One eternity later, you will still be live at 1 o'clock every day, 1 p.m. Eastern. Schedule your lunch break. Come hang out with us. Come chat. If you're in the chat, smash the like button. Go ahead and hit subscribe and get alerts. You'll get a 30-minute notice before we go, and then an alert when we actually go live. If you're listening to the podcast, it is probably Wednesday, March 23rd. And, of course, we love it. If you listen, if you if you do listen, Feel free to hit the subscribe button or leave a five star review. And you can ask us if it's on Apple. You can, um, if you leave a review, you can ask us a mailbag question for a future mailbag show. By the way, I want to share a little cheat code for keeping tabs in March Madness, and that's the CBS Sports mobile app. It's not only your gateway to watching every tournament game, but the best for lightning quick college basketball scoreboards, updating brackets, expert picks, and the latest news on all the action for the men's and women's tournaments. The app is free. Just search CBS Sports in your app store, and if you're like me, it'll soon be your go-to sports app for everything. Joining me to give some grades out for the NFC's offseason, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? I'm going
1: to uh, let you in a little secret. If you hadn't sent the heads-up notice, I would not be here. I totally forgot we had a podcast
2: today. Did somebody um, say heads-up? Uh,
3: I will let you guys know that is Ryan Wilson playing the role of Will Brinson yeah, today. For real. Yeah. Uh, and since we're handing out grades, I would like to give myself an F for our pick six NCAA tournament pool. Talked uh, about it yesterday. I get a D-minus, by the way. I don't. Yeah, well, then what do I get? An F minus? I'm like dead last. I'm dead last. My champion's back. already out, Brinson. Is your champion oh. still alive? Uh, I got UCLA. All That's right. Well, you doing. might be dead last, but you can still pass me. You know I mean, the A plus. What's that?
1: You know who gets an A plus on their bracket? Pick six? Debo. Players.
2: Debo cheats.
1: Yeah, I think he does cheat. Who's
2: I'm not Debo's sure what he's cheating? doing. What he's cheating. Who's Debo's champion, though? That's the question. Good
3: Oh,
2: come on.
1: The Carson Wentz of NCAA yeah,
3: basketball. Yeah, that's, that's cheating. You picked the favorite. I went with Tennessee. I went out on a whim, and that limb you, fell you, off a
2: cliff, you, you, and I am picked, drowning in water. You picked Rick Barnes to win an NCAA title, like what? I do you picked mean?
3: Tennessee because I live in Tennessee.
2: Uh, that's an even worse reason. That's a, uh, it is a
3: horrible reason. I will never do it
2: again. Uh, yeah, don't bet on Rick Barnes in March. I think he's lost in the first weekend of March Madness, like five of the last six times he's been to the tournament or something like that. He he, he um. Anywho, um. Yeah, uh, UCLA. I could still win. Like I, the thing about UCLA is they're s- so unique in terms of, um, like, people having them. Like, I, there's probably four or five people in this whole Pick Six bracket that have them. So if I if they win, I have a chance to actually win the bracket anyway. But they're you know they're still like fifteen to one to win the title now. They got to play, and of course, naturally, you know who they're facing this this coming North
3: Carolina. Brenton's gonna be torn. Torn. I Why hate Tar Heels. What? How do you, want, you, you want your neighbors to be? Go
2: Tar Heels. Thank you. <laughs> Set up. Thank
3: you, Debo. Set them up.
2: <laughs> knock them down. I'm not, I'm not believing that was a setup. I choose to believe that Breach. No, it was a I setup. Didn't know- I knew Debo had the clip ready. He always has a clip for right he Always here. has that clip. Yeah. Right. It's just worth even better because
3: you said I hate Tar Heels, followed by what? I love Tar Heels. I yeah, choose yeah, to believe
2: yeah. that Breach Breach doesn't really like know anything about me, and it's like actually thinks I'm a North Carolina fan. No, I don't want my neighbor to win. I hate Carolina, yeah. and uh, Carolina knocking out my champion and a team that I purchased in a Calcutta uh, would be quite ironic and, and very annoying. So there you go. Let's. Uh,
3: so our grades are off to a good start with an F and F minus and a D minus.
2: Yeah, and an
3: a, a, plus. Oh, a plus a plus
2: not yeah. bad boys not Good job, you bad. we're gonna go uh division by division and we're gonna dive right in because 16 teams to cover and uh and that's a lot of it's a lot to do so as i try and figure out quickly oh there we go wilson's got the cowboys that's what i needed an know. um my computer died and my my chrome didn't reboot that's i'm i'm in Sort of hell here. Uh, anyway, Wilson, you have the Cowboys, and that's where we are going to start with our Thanks. grades. Notable additions. Well, actually, you know what? I'll do it. You mean list of notable additions and departures, or do you just want to dive in on the grade and sort of mention them as you go?
1: Whatever you think. Uh, I just pulled a Princeton and sent deeper my grades because again, I forgot we were doing this, but I have graded all the teams. Uh, you want the grade first, or do you want the recap? First? Yeah,
2: give the grade and your explanation, and and we'll 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 add on any of the notable additions. As by possible. the way,
1: the teams that I have doing this as sort of. To us by Debo. I basically have the Brinson and Breach of, of brackets in terms of teams to grade here. There are a lot of doo do doo terrific free agency uh first week for these teams
2: that I have here. But we'll start with yeah, the yeah, old... I'll tell you what I'll, I'll list the I'll list the top end guys real quick, just so All we right, have a go ahead. Amari um, Cooper was traded to Cleveland. They lost right. Greg's Erline if you if you care about kickers. Bre- uh, Breach breaches here, so we'll we'll mention him. Randy Gregory spurned them. <laughs> For the Broncos, Lyle Collins was released. They signed Michael Gallup to a contract extension. Dalton Schultz was franchise tagged, and they extended Demarcus Lawrence. So, your grade. C-. And I think I'm being generous. Um, Only
1: because there, there are going to be a lot of bad grades coming, and I need to create some sort of separation. So, I, I give the Cowboys a C- minus here. You are at Michael Gallup. He has the ACL, but I, I get it. I think it makes sense. Um. Demarcus Law uh, Lawrence, as we've talked about, wasn't happy about the first offer he got. He explained that on the All Things Covered podcast. Uh, you, you mentioned um, what's his name going to the to the Randy Gregory going to the Broncos after the Stephen um, Jones tried to sneak in the little provision there that um, <laughs> apparently some players in Washington and uh, Dallas have one named Dak Prescott does not, so it's not necessarily boilerplate. Um, they have a lot of needs. They signed James Washington wide receiver. I liked him at Pittsburgh. He never got utilized there to the to the effect that I thought he should have, so I don't think he's going to come in and magically set the world on fire there. You mentioned Cooper got traded. Um, they still have Ed uh, needs in the back end there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the, the Cowboys, what they've done so far. Uh, yes, they re-upped Malik Hooker. He wasn't tearing the world on fire, setting the world on fire when he got there last season, two years and $8 million sort of. Ah uh, reinforces that they brought back Jaron Curse, who's a good player, not a great player. So they they have some things to sort out in, in the draft, and that's okay. They're a good football team. It's not like they have millions of holes to fill. But I just think that um, they could have done a little more, and um, they tried to do a little more, and it didn't work out with Randy Gregory. So tight ends in need. We know they cut um, Blake Jarwin. I think I can't. I get those two guys mixed up. They they seem like the same person to me, but. Um, <laughs> And safety, linebacker, edge rusher, and, and the interior defensive line. So, look, they're they're the favorites, I would imagine, as we sit here to win that division. But they got to make some things happen, and in, in uh, with sort of the second level free agents, and once we get to the draft. So, C minus for the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, I don't think that is a bad grade at all. And you know what, though, Wilson, even though you get a C minus in this division in the NFC East. Uh, a C is a passing grade. That's going to get you. That's going to keep them at the top of the division. And that's all they needed to do. But I mean, it was a crazy offseason in Dallas. I think the Gallup uh, signing and and you mentioned that, that you liked it. it, It's a little risky, you know, you're committing five years, a lot of money to a guy coming off an ACL tear. And, you know, obviously you hope that he'll return to form and look like he has his first few years, but definitely a little bit of risk picking him over Amari Cooper. Um, you know, and they got the Amari Cooper contract off their books, but they didn't really get anything in return. Um Amari didn't want to be there too. Well, I mean, true. So it is, I don't think the team got better, but I don't think they got worse. So a uh, C feels perfect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Gallup, the way that, so like the, they structured the Amari Cooper Gallup thing several years ago, like they were planning on doing this Um and knew it when they took CD, like when they took CD land, they were, they were planning on, It being CD Lamb and Michael Gallup eventually, but Gallup coming off that ACL and he's just—I mean—I think he's a really good receiver, but he is—you know—that is a that is an injury that can cause receivers to you know have start slow. You you know—is he he a true number two or was he thriving because CD Lamb and Amari were out there? Like that's a question that will be answered in real time. And I know people people like to rag on Amari Cooper. He's really good. He's a really good receiver. The Randy Gregory thing coupled with the Demarcus Lawrence thing—just some really. Like, it almost, it's just very Cowboys-esque. To, Unforced errors. It, un, great call, Wilson. Unforced errors. I mean, they set up the Cooper thing. They could have structured it so Mario, they could have kept Amari Cooper. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb is really good. If it's just Dalton Schultz and Cedric Wilson and C.D. Lamb because Michael Gallup's hurt or can't get going, then that's that's a bigger problem. Um, the offensive line sort of taking some L's, too. Lyle Collins, uh, that's, a, that's, you know, that's a big win for the Bengals. Not a big win for the Cowboys. I do think... Dallas minus one thirty to win the division is a little short, given what else is in there. But maybe the Philadelphia Eagles are good enough to warrant a a, a strong grade from you, Wilson, or no? Breach, what's the stat though? Oh, excuse. Oh, yeah, eighteen years.
3: Two thousand four is the last time we saw a division champion repeat in the <laughs> NFC East. Two thousand three, two thousand four Eagles so We actually won it three years in a row, and since then, nothing. Nathan Nada.
2: And, and my apologies. We'll go. Uh, we'll go. Commanders next, actually, Wilson. That's fine. Do you, wanna, you want to uh, commando for this one? Commando. You oh, I it? said it right. Dang it!
1: <laughs> do you want to do the difficult. recap, or you want me to do it?
2: Uh, they added Carson Wentz via trade. They signed Andrew Norwell after letting Brandon Scherff walk. He signed with the Jaguars. They released Landon Collins, and then they pissed off the Bills by bringing back J.D. McKissick after he'd already agreed to a deal with Buffalo.
1: Yeah. So I gave them uh, C- Commanders. I gave a D plus. Uh, and it, it starts with the Carson Wentz deal because they gave up a ton, two third-round picks. One of those ter- uh, third-round picks can become a second-round pick, basically creating a uh, wash-your-hands-of-this-situation-you're-done thing for Chris Ballard, who now has Matt Ryan, and that feels like an upgrade. I, I wasn't on the podcast with you yesterday. I don't know if Debo offered any pushback on that. Um, they lost Brandon Scherf. They replaced him with Andrew Norwell. That's that's not a like-for-like trade, even though Scherf is, is now um, in his 30s. Uh, The J.D. McKissick thing, that's good news, I suppose, uh, and relatively cheap. But again, you're in the division with Dallas, who are the clear favorites, and you're not a better football team. right? You can say all you want that. uh, I'm sure he'll push back for Debo. I'm not convinced Taylor Heineke is worse than Carson Wentz. Sure. And if that's where you're at, and and having to take on this contract and then giving up what you got for Carson Wentz, and I get it, you're not crazy about the draft, the quarterbacks in the draft. That's all well and good. But would you rather have... Debo, you can answer this third because I know what your answer is. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Carson Wentz if you're Ron
3: Rivera? Breach? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz. Who was the other one? Baker and Marcus Mariota. Uh, I would probably take Jimmy.
1: I'll take Baker in that spot. I think I would too. uh, Debo, you sticking with your guns? I'll go Jimmy. Oh, all right. There
0: you
3: yeah, go. Yeah, Debo. Didn't see so, that. Well, that because you're an Eagles fan and you want the commanders to get worse? So you're not really agreeing with me?
0: <laughs> no, but you, I have one. number two on that list.
2: Mm. <laughs> there you go. But the point is that there are other options actually, out there. I'm oh, sorry. I, I might actually go Jimmy, too, with this particular team and how they want to operate. But I, I think Baker, Jimmy Jimmy and Baker, 1A, 1B, um, Marcus Mariota, uh, 3, and then Carson Wentz, 17.
1: And I think that, I mean, yeah, we, we know what you're doing uh, there, there it is. But I think that the overarching point is that maybe you didn't have to give up so much of Carson Wentz. That's all I'm saying. Um, we'll see if they can win with Carson. I don't know. I know Washington fans seem to be talking themselves into it, and that's good. I mean, I suppose there's some level of of uh, sort of brainwashing that you need to get through this upcoming season. That said, D-plus, I don't know how you guys feel about S- that.
0: Six best quarterback in the conference. We went over it yesterday. <laughs> I, think has- I
2: think you had him at 10. Is that- <laughs> yes.
3: I have six. <laughs> all right so give me your well, list. It's top 10 for carson wentz is still amazing <laughs> <laughs> jeez this is where we fallen.
2: wait right, can you give me your give, give me your rank your uh did we did we did we talk about it on the matt ryan podcast it all blends together at this yeah
3: time. i don't it, think we talked about it on the draft one we talked about, it on the, we talked about it on the matt ryan podcast okay yeah um, um i actually Stafford, kyler
0: brady rogers Dak, Hurts. so seven kirk That's cousins cousins Nah, that's you're, you're not know, taking. You're, cu-
3: you're, you're taking Carson Wentz over Kirk Cousins. This is for
2: 2022. No, you're taking Kirk Cousins, man. Come on, stop it. Yeah, even I might take. Are Kirk you
3: taking Cousins, Jared? Too. I'm taking Jared Goff over Carson Wentz. I'm taking Goff over Wentz.
2: What about Jameis?
3: I'm taking Jameis over Wentz.
2: I'm probably taking Jameis over Wentz, but the ACL thing is concerning. No, it'll be fine. He doesn't run around anyway. Of course,
1: Carson dealt with ankle injuries and had COVID.
2: <laughs> Once had again, bad you guys
0: agreed that he was the 14th <laughs> or 15th best quarterback before the final week of the season. <laughs> like, we can, if you're putting the most weight in the world, which it deserves more weight on week 18, great. But I have the audio, I have it clipped, I have it saved. <laughs> <laughs> that Ready you had them. them between 14 and 16, <laughs> with
1: one week to go.
2: There are dozens of us.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go the rest of
2: development line. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys feel about the grade of D plus? I mean, I think it's. I mean, honestly, I think you're being kind of soft with these teams early oh. on. All right. What? All right. you think a D plus is? Generous? <laughs> I, mean, I think you go D minus or F for you putting an all- Carson Wentz's basket. How did that work out for the Colts? Nearly got everybody fired. They missed the playoffs and lost the Jaguars. Like, why, why is Carson Wentz going to work out for Washington?
3: Because he's back in the NFC East, Brinson. But even it's more than, than got the last time.
2: He is Even, even, more,
1: even more than Carson. I, I mean, they got rid of Eric Flowers. Fine. He wasn't playing great in, inside, but they uh, added Andrew world to replace Brandon Scherf. Uh, and so the like for like deals they're doing hasn't made that team better. is my overarching point, but I I'm not going to push back on the Carson Wentz stuff.
2: So. Yeah, I, I just I don't I think the defense has gotten worse just because of they had to make some cuts, and I, I I don't like I don't think Carson Wentz is necessarily like a downgrade for them at quarterback. But this is a team that wasn't very good, and I, I just have a lot of questions about them. Like if they salvage Wentz, congratulations, good job, uh, you proved me wrong. I'll take the dunks. But for now, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm probably picking them to finish last in the division, to be honest. Uh, Yikes. OK, next up, let's dive into Woo. both the Eagles and the Giants sort of at the same time because they have, I believe, similar grades coming from Wilson. The Eagles signed Hassan Reddick to a big uh, three year, forty five million dollar contract. They also brought back Jason Kelsey, cut Fletcher Cox and then brought him back. So they, they got their interior guys on both sides of the line and they, they uh, re-signed Greg Ward and Anthony Harris and Boston Scott. For the Giants, they added Tyrod Taylor as a backup and lost Evan Ingram, also grabbed Mark Glowinski, a free agent from Indianapolis, and um, Ricky Seals Jr. Giants, really. Uh,
3: Ricky Seals Jones.
2: Ricky Seals Jones, sorry. Who's Ricky Junior.
3: Seals?
2: Yeah, Ricky Seals Jones, the third. Ricky
3: Seals Jr. is Ricky Seals' senior son, <laughs> who may or may not be Ricky Seals Jones.
2: Okay. We'll um, it. Nelson well said. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sure. Um, Wilson, you, uh, you have similar grades for both these teams.
1: Yeah. I gave the Eagles a B and, um, you could even bump that up to a B plus if you're feeling frisky, I, they got Fletcher Cox back, which I was, I was hoping you could, he could go to Pittsburgh. They brought back Anthony Harris for a year. Uh, Hassan Reddick's going to be a huge deal. Cause now they don't have to draft an edge rusher early if they choose not to, I don't hate the Zach Pascal signing. They need help with wide receiver. And he's sort of an under the radar guy. Greg Ward is going to play there forever. Um, so he's back as well. And also Greg in- Ward, Greg
2: Ward jr. By the way. Greg Ward Jr.,
1: whose, whose dad is Greg Ward Sr. Or is it Greg and, Ward Sr.? I can't and uh, part of this, going into this grade, which I, I think I am going to bump up to a B plus, is the fact Ooh. that they have five of the first 83 picks, three of those coming in the first round, so they have a long ways to go in terms of fixing this team. Even though I know this is free agency grades, I'm lumping in the draft because I'm the junior draft analyst. Well, and listen, that's what I'm expected to do, and
2: these are sort of off-season grades too. Like like Carson Wentz doesn't technically qualify as a free agent that you're right. signed or added, but like you know, if you tr- if you trade for somebody, or and I do think that's a good point with the Eagles. We were talking about it on the mock on Monday's on or Tuesday's mock draft show, but it come out Monday, Diva. I, I don't know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Early this week it happened. The mock draft show from this week, it's in the feed. Check it out. But the Eagles are just fascinating because they have those three picks breach where. I mean, not like every guy that they pick is going to be an impact guy. But I mean, in this class, which is sort of the way that the uh, the early, you know, you're going to get guys who might be able to plop in the trenches and be impact guys out of the gate. And or or you bring in a safety, uh, however it pans out, the combination of the guys that they come away with is going to be interesting to me.
3: Yeah, I, I think I actually like Ryan's grade here. I, this is like three in a row. I've agreed with him this guy getting out of hand. Uh, I thought Son Reddick was kind of the the star of their free agent class. They didn't make any dumb moves, hmm. um, which we see sometimes out of teams that aren't so smart of just the Eagles are a well-run organization. That's why Howie Roseman got uh, an extension um, and they got Fletcher Cox back. They got there's Jason Kelsey back. They just, there should be better and they were a playoff team last year. So uh, the Eagles B plus. Is that what you said, Ryan?
2: Yep, B plus. I changed my mind. Mid conversation. Do you know, B- care to weigh in on uh, on Wilson's grade?
3: Yeah, I a think plus. it's fair.
0: I would put them maybe like a B right now, with just the opportunity hmm. to jump higher based on the picks that they make. They did what they had to do. Reddick's a nice addition. I think there's hope for like another semi splash signing. I know you know Tyron Matthew is someone that Eagles fans would definitely Tyron like.
3: Matthew.
0: Wait, <laughs> one more time.
3: Tyron Matthew.
0: Right. <laughs> Uh, would would love him in, in Philly. So yeah, it's it's a solid grade so far. No complaints with anything, but just a lot more. I think opportunity over the next month or so.
2: It, 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 and the other thing too is it feels like Jalen Hurts did enough last year. Even if you're not totally sold on him, still like he did. I mean, we ranked him what like seventh best quarterback in the NFC anyway. Um, if he he did enough last year to justify. Standing pat with what the core of what you've got, the the roster that you've got, you know, you add Reddick, you know, you supplement it through the draft, um, where you can feel like you can make a push. I think the Eagles are actually a uh, decent value at plus 325 at, at Caesars to win the division, uh, you know, just in, in case the Cowboys, you know, disaster strikes Dallas again, which wouldn't be that shock. I think, I mean, like Dallas is probably a little short at 130 with, with the way that things are set up, but I wouldn't mind betting the Eagles as well. Uh, Giants at 8 to 1, kind of intriguing too. But not a ton of moves in free agency, Wilson. No, uh, not not yet. But, I mean, the, the I do like the fact that they got
1: Glowinski. They got Feliciano to help in the interior offensive line. We know they're going to roll with Danny Dimes. So uh, that's important. Evan Ingram's gone. I don't think anyone cares about that because he never quite worked out. So that all said, I gave him a B-. And this is with the understanding that, again, Daniel Jones is your guy. I like Tyride Taylor as as a potential backup. I'm, he may not feel great about it, but I think he, he gives you – um, some sense of security there. Although if things don't go well early for Daniel Jones, there will be calls for Tyrod Taylor. Perhaps that's not in the best interest of, of that team getting better. But you know, it is what it is. Um, trying to think, so I'm looking at who else they got here. So no other really big name signings. But I think if you start with the the interior guys, that's a step in the right direction. It's not clearly the A plus job that the Bengals have done, in my opinion. I'm not grading Cincinnati, but you can't argue with the three offensive the linemen they've gotten but um, B minus maybe even C plus. I, I think it's uh it's something I can get behind for old New York giants.
2: Yeah. The, um, I, I look at this breach and I, I see a similar approach that Brandon bean and Sean McDermott took with the bills early on where, and look, you see them bringing like they brought in guys from Carolina, guys that they knew from the old, from the old team. Uh, you know, you see multiple bills on this list. Additionally, It's like Mark Lewinsky and John Feliciano and Corey Cunningham um, and Jameel Douglas. Like sort of uh, mid-tier offensive line signings, trying to kind of churn and get some veterans who might work out better in your system uh, to get depth on the offensive line. So your quarterback's not toast whenever, you know, the injuries that inherently will happen, happen. Um, It looks a lot like the early moves by the Buffalo Bills uh, before they even had Josh Allen. Yeah.
3: And we know how well all of those moves worked out for Buffalo. They've kind of turned into a little mini AFC East dynasty in the making the new Patriots, where it looks like they're going to dominate that division. Um, and and it does look like the, the giants are using that same exact blueprint. I actually probably like the giants free agency class a little bit more than Wilson does. I'd probably Hmm. give it a B. I, I like, I love that they signed into your offensive lineman. I love that, uh, Brian Dable said, hey, you know what? We're going to bring John Feliciano to New York. We need some interior offensive line help. You mentioned Glowinski. Um, And then you bring in little guys that could help or, or just more targets for Daniel Jones, more guys, more people he can throw the ball to, more people so that Daniel Jones doesn't have to be the focal point of your offense because it seems like Dable is trying to take some of the pressure off of Jones. Um, and I think these signings do a good job, whether that's Ricky Seals, Jones, Matt Breida, uh, I think Daniel Jones should be better under Brian Dable, so I like what the Giants did during the offseason.
2: All right, uh, we'll stick with you, Breach, and talk about some grades as we move to the NFC North. By the way, if you had to pick right now, NFC East, who would t- you pick to win the division? <laughs> Cowboys. I'm going go to the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I think I might go Eagles, too. The 18 years, all Breach will talk about is the 18 years, 18 years, 18 years. You're like, the Cowboys win? (laughs) Back-to-back.
1: Hey, I got a question for Debo. Debo, I was talking to producer Brian Telly today because I'm going to be doing HQ in the morning, and he wants to talk about the Eagles' three draft picks. How would you feel? I know the answer to this. He said he might want to talk about this. The Eagles trade maybe picks 15 and 16 to trade up for someone like Kyle Hamilton. Would that make you happy?
0: In the moment... I would be thrilled to have Kyle Hamilton on the team, but I just feel like it wouldn't be worth it when you could realistically add three impact players between 15 and, and 19. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't end up complaining because I know Hamilton will be a stud. And I mean, how high are you getting there?
1: I mean, you're getting pretty high if you're giving a like top to Top five? Yeah, somewhere up there, I would imagine. Six, seven or something. <sighs> that, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I thought you were going to say vehemently no, but you, you sort of soft-pedaled on that one.
0: No, I mean, if you could get a stud like that and at such a position of need and, and a position that mm. they've been missing for a while. You know, Malcolm Jenkins served as a, a really nice safety, but if you could get someone like Hamilton I, out of anyone, I don't hate that. Like, if they were oh. to trade up for Charles Cross at five or Kayvon Thibodeau at four, like, that wouldn't get me excited, but someone like Hamilton would.
2: All right, there you go. Got it. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, the NFC North. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. Is far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Ready? Go! Mission Impossible
1: Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hang on! It's off the chart spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG-13. Some
2: material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So, we've got uh, Breach on duty for the first two grades in the NFC North. The Packers and the Vikings. I guess we'll do them together. Or did, did am I doing that wrong? Well, we'll do the Packers first. because Packers are pretty important. Sure, so you um, do what you want. Yeah,
3: we'll just do the Packers. And... Uh, wilson's the vikings grade so I, I couldn't even lump them together because i'm not handling both grades uh you know what i'll, I'll go short and simple with Packers the because they didn't have a very busy off season i'm gonna give uh, them wait, wait what no as far as there weren't a lot of signings there Huge they moves. Devontae adams and brought aaron Rodgers back okay, time out they they made two huge moves but as far as we just talked about, talk about a giants team that made 12 moves okay so as far as busy there were not 12 or 15. Breach,
1: breach. No one on planet Earth thinks the Giants had a busier offseason than the
2: Packers. <laughs> I mean, what The Packers the had a headline making
3: offseason. Uh how about I that? I can't keep they up they with traded, what the Giants are
2: doing. They traded the best wide receiver in football to the freaking Raiders. They brought back they had a headline making offseason, but they weren't making moves
3: every day like some of these other teams. Okay, anyway, I'm giving the Packers a D plus. You lost. Oh, Your best offensive player. Share a love with that, by the way. (laughs) Devontae Adams.
2: (laughs) What the hell? Uh,
3: You're giving up your best offensive player, best skill player, not named Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You have Rodgers coming back, but at what cost? You just threw the entire salary cap in his face by giving him $50 million a year, $150 million guaranteed. And... This team didn't get better. I mean, even at punter, they downgraded. Pat O'Donnell <laughs> is serviceable, uh, but he's not better than Diorquez. even though D'Orquez can't hold. So that's probably why they got rid of him. So they got a better holder, but a worse punter. I'm not sure that's a great trade-off. Mm. And, uh, you know, they re-signed Razul Douglas, who definitely earned it. And, you know, Devondre Campbell's signing's big, but they also got rid of Zadarius Smith. They cut him. I just was not impressed with what the Packers did this offseason.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, would you give the D or a D minus? Would you say D, D plus? D plus. No, I think anything in the D range makes sense. And I think the big issue is that, yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers back, but oh my gosh, we have nothing else left because of the salary cap implications, and that the fact that uh, Devontae Adams did not want to be there, he would have rather gone to Las Vegas and played with Brent's favorite player ever, Derek Carr. I think is is telling, even though they were college teammates. I get all that, but um, it's one thing to go from playing with the one of the best players in NFL history to a guy that you like a lot who's pretty good.
2: I was on um, I was on uh, Dave Damashek's podcast, and uh, I had over twenty four minutes,
1: which is very conservative. You hit it.
3: I had under mm-hmm. I had under ten minutes where he humble <laughs> yeah. bragged it.
2: It's, it's not a humble brag, a friend of the podcast, Dave Damashek, friend of real life friend, Shek. Uh We talked Steelers, we talked uh, Sam Howell, we talked Kenny Pickett, um, but we also I also pointed out I was like, look, man, tell your uh, tell your boy David Carr. That I'm expecting Derek card every huge year. And I don't want I don't want people coming after me when he has a big year. Um anyway, I think D is good. D is don't dump Devonte. How about that? Make a little alliteration there. I mean, the thing is, if you have to if you have to trade Devontae Adams, you had a bad offseason, especially when you signed Aaron Rodgers to a massive contract that won um you know, he's going to hamstring you down the road, and if he retires after this season, you're you taking absolute nuke bomb on your cap. Uh, it's like sixty three million dollars if he decides to screw you over. Uh, and then two, it's just like if you can't, like, why? The idea that you're trading Devontae and then signing Rogers this huge deal it doesn't really line up very well. I know you have to keep Rogers, but if Devonte's not happy, man, that's a that's a that's a bit of a problem. So, uh, I, I think D is a good one. Breach, why don't you uh, give us a follow up with the Lions instead of the Vikings? Ooh, the Lions. I have the Lions. Am I just going to give my grade
3: out right away? Let's do it. Yeah. I gave the Lions a... Let's see. Let me find my Lions. Gave the Lions a C+. I didn't think... I mean, see, this was a busy team. The Lions had a busy offseason. They didn't make any headline-making moves like the Packers, uh, but they were out there. Dan Campbell's out just cycling through his roster, bringing in kneecap-fighting guys, doing whatever he can uh, to bring in guys who have the Dan Campbell mentality. Um, you know, we are talking about what the Lions could do to get better. I think one of their biggest needs was at wide receiver, adding DJ Chark, uh, definitely big. And they just went out. And, and look, the Lions have a ton of holes on their roster. Their holes have holes. We were talking about a team that needs help everywhere. And they went out and signed guys uh, knowing that. And so I thought they didn't completely fill – all their holes, but they did enough that I think this team got better and I gave them a C plus.
1: Yeah, I like the DJ Shark signing because it was a bargain signing. It wasn't the Jaguar spinning like crazy people to sign every wide receiver who came into the free agent market. Um, so I agree mostly with what, with what Breach said. I do want to float this idea by you because I had not thought of this and I don't even know if I agree with that, it, but it's worth talking about. PFT's Mike Florio said that the best landing spot for Baker Mayfield now that the dust is starting to settle is Detroit because that's where John Dorsey is, the man who drafted him in Cleveland. And Florio said he would take Mayfield over Jared Goff without question. I, I think I'd rather have Jared Goff, given the way he played last year under those circumstances. And given the fact that we now know that Jared Goff can play under some adversity, we don't know that about Baker Mayfield, but I wanted to run that about you guys, what you thought about Baker reuniting with John Dorsey in Detroit, and if that made sense to replace Jared Goff with, with Baker for a year or two.
2: So I'm, I was on the Dave Dameshek podcast, and um, ding, <laughs> we ding, actually, ding. We, we actually, I'm, I'm joking, but we did talk about this too. Man, uh, I don't. I'm watching Malik Willis's pro day off to the side here, and my God, he has an absolute. And we know this, you know we we've seen it before, but he has he is throwing these deep. They're 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 uh, his the passes he's throwing are a bunch of deep balls. I, I'm starting to think that the Lions are going to take him second overall and then have <laughs> off as a shield for Willis. Uh, well, they let him develop because okay. he's throwing
1: a bunch of deep passes and shorts.
2: I, I'm just I mean, I'm just saying his arm talent. It's undeniable how, how after
1: this, talent. I want you to go back and watch Zach Wilson's pro day from a
2: year ago. Uh, that's fair. It's fair. And look, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying I don't think it's outrageous to suggest that. Like, I would rather I like the idea of golf in Detroit because where he's, he's uncuttable this year. So he's going to play in 2022. He has a fine salary cap number. that's like 30 million. You can save 20 million in cap space in 2023. You could restructure it if you needed to golf has weathered that first year storm. I think I'd just rather have golf than Baker because I think you're inviting controversy. You're inviting chaos. Brad Holmes uh, is, is, is golf's boy. Dan Campbell clearly likes him. So even though I think at the end of the day, maybe I would prefer Baker to golf in a vacuum. I think I'd rather have golf uh, with Detroit, just but how he played and, and how that sort of culture fit appears to be working.
3: Yep. I agree with Brenton. I hate to say it. I hate to say it but i would take golf over baker on the lions he's yeah. already been there a year he's already comfortable in the system you don't want to bring in uh baker mayfield and just it, like brinson said just throw the whole thing into chaos you're starting over from scratch and then you have two guys because you have to keep golf this year and then you have two quarterbacks under contract who have a combined 50 million dollar cap hit and only one of them can play doesn't make any sense unless you're somehow getting rid of golf in that deal but obviously the browns aren't trading for golf and it's the 49ers can't try anybody to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, the Lions aren't going to find anybody to trade for Jared Goff. Yeah. Just stay away from Baker. If you're the Lions.
2: Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. All right. Let's go to the Vikings Ooh. who Ryan Wilson has graded for us. The Vikings this off season, Uh added Jordan Hicks added Harrison Phillips Lost Xavier Woods, lost Tyler Conklin, and signed Kirk Cousins to a fully guaranteed one-year, thirty-five million dollars extension. He will make forty million dollars this season and thirty million dollars in twenty twenty-three. The deal has two voidable years, so that's exciting. Too bad it's not two avoidable
1: years. Am I right? <laughs> thank you, thank you. a uh, boom. Oh, ho, ho.
2: We D need a min- laugh
3: track.
1: D minus. D is in David. Minus doesn't minus. It starts with Kirk Cousins. What? Well, Okay, I get it. I know people are hiring Kirk Cousins with me. I have this mental block I got about the Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world. But uh, there's nothing that you can look at in terms of their comings and goings in the last week that makes you feel good about them gaining ground on a Packers team that appears to be, if not in disarray, then at least uh, uh, a bit disheveled, if you will. So, I mean, what am I looking at here that makes me excited? Jordan Berry, former Steeler punter, gets a, a, a re-upped on a one-year deal. Fantastic. Kirk Cousins, okay, great. Um, you know, you keep talking about Adam Thielen's redone his deal to free up some cap space. Daniel Hunter might be on the move. That's an issue because they they have some, uh, some struggles on the defensive side of the football. So, yeah, I'm going with a, a, a cool D-minus breach. Uh,
3: you know what? I'm not going to completely hate on them because they didn't have any salary cap space. They had literally nothing to work with. It's not like they could do a lot in free agency. They didn't probably they were basically stuck giving Kirk Cousins that extra year because it saved them cap space this year that they had to have because even with that savings, they're currently still just $1 million under the salary cap. They don't even have enough money right now to sign their draft picks when that happens, so they have to make even more room. So I'd say considering their salary cap circumstances, I don't think they did horribly. I would probably up them to maybe a C-. minus. Okay. But I do agree with you that they definitely didn't get better, and that's... The basis of migrating free
2: agency. That's fine with me. I I think the Vikings. The thing with the Vikings is that we don't like the new the new front office and the new coaching staff. I think will maybe determine like like are they are they going to max out? They could max out Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins could look like a you know like a top end Pro Bowl or you know top five quarterback in the NFC. You know like that's not out of control. Um, We've we've never really seen. Kirk Cousins with it. I mean, what Jay Gruden, who I think is a better, better coach, for people give him credit for him than Mike Zimmer. You know, like I'm curious what Kirk Cousins looks like in uh, in this system, one that he should be familiar with. So I, I'm, I guess, I'm a little bit higher on the Vikings, but I I think the grade for the the off season uh, checks out. Uh, how about the Chicago Bears breach? Ooh, I'm the Chicago Bears. No, I am.
1: Uh, no, sorry. I got excited. You had a fifty-fifty chance. You got the wrong brown person. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Story your life. <laughs> yeah. There it is.
3: There it is. Nothing's better. Than comments. Your uh, kind of awkward joke that Brinson can't
2: respond to. This is unbelievable. Just put me, uh, put me in a corner. Uh, Wilson, what's your grade for the Chicago Bears?
1: So, uh, they moved on from Tariq Cohen. They released Eddie Goldman. Um, the long snapper got cut. I'm sure that affects breach. Uh, let's see, they did sign Equ- Equinemius St. Brown and Byron Pringle, two signings I actually like. Uh, they traded, uh, what's his face, to the, to the Chargers? Uh, God, what's his name? Edge rusher. Khalil Mack? Thank you, Khalil Mack, and, and they got a second-round pick out of that, so that's that's good. That's something that I'm, I'm taking into consideration there. That said, this team, again, much like the, the, the Vikings, haven't done enough to sort of, Shave the distance between them and the Packers. They don't have that first round pick because they traded last year for Justin Fields, who I do like. Uh, I give him a D, as in David.
2: I yeah. I mean, I think. Look, I've been talking about it for weeks now. That looks to me like the Bears are are re- rebuilding. They with are our,
3: who we thought they were.
2: Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Thank they you. Are D. Danny Green. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just you know, you're you're a new regime came in. And we can definitely have questions about whether the new regime is going to be any good. That that's TBD for sure. But they ripped they ripped everything down, and they got rid of a bunch of older contracts. And it looks like they're going to, you know, try and make it work. I, I thought the Justin Jones signing was nice. Um, was an NC State guy, so of course I did some you know some some decent uh, depth at uh you know wide receiver with Byron Pringle and of Saint Brown. But there's just nothing. This is a very very rebuildy type like this looks very similar to the lions offseason right like this is you're not going to be making splash signings you're not going to be spending a ton of money you're you're getting rid of your cap heavy superstars you're letting Allen Robinson walk i mean it's you're sort of trying to trying to maybe take like this doesn't feel like a year where the bears are trying to like actively chase a playoff berth if they get there because Justin Fields takes a step forward great but it does feel like they're sort of Trying to build a, a, a base. Like this is, you know, like this is the the first stage of a rebuild, an actual rebuild versus how Ryan Pace handled it, where he's just trying to, you know, make splashy moves and convince people that you know the Bears can be great right away. And I just I, th- I think that's probably the smart play, honestly.
3: Yeah, I mean it does feel like the Bears are kind of waving the white flag on the 2022 season and saying, All right, we're gonna stack we're we're building this roster for the future. And uh, but you know, we always talk about how you can be a bad team and still make the playoffs in the seventh spot in the NFC. It's possible. So you don't want to completely write off the season, but it doesn't seem like the bears have done enough to get better.
2: Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's take a break. And when we come back, the NFC South grades. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the planet. Premier league podcast. This is Sandra Oreta from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever. And Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the Concacaf W Gold Cup, where the U.S. women's national team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more. Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. Okay, so it's time to give out some NFC South grades. Since um, that probably starts with Breach. Who's going to give us a bucks a Tampa Bay Buccaneers grade for their offseason so far? Uh, you know what? For me,
3: this I'm giving the Buccaneers an A First, you get Tom Brady coming out of retirement. So you're not stuck with Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask or anybody else the Buccaneers thought about adding at quarterback. You get Tom Brady. Uh, then Tom Brady gets on his cell phone and starts calling all his friends and saying, Hey, you guys need to resign. Uh, and almost everyone listens. We got Chris Godwin back, Ryan Jensen back, Carlton Davis back, Leonard Burnett back. Uh, and, and then what else do they do? They call up Brady's old buddy, bell Belichick in new England and oh, steal. You just call him bell Belichick again, Bill Belichick in, Gle- in New England and they steal Shaq Mason and so it gave up basically nothing in that trade. So you have a starting level guard to replace Kappas, who went to Cincinnati. And then Russell Gage, who was basically the number one receiver for the Falcons last year. He's the third receiver in Tampa Bay. Uh, the, the Buccaneers just got the rich got richer. Throw Logan Ryan in there on that list. Uh, after the Giants got rid of him, he signs in Tampa Bay to reunite with Tom Brady.
2: Buccaneers get an A-plus in my book. Yeah, I got. I got no problem with that. I mean, this is like you. You could have not done the extension with Goblin, uh, not traded for Mason, just brought back Jensen Davis, not signed Gage, and the fact that you you convinced Tom like somehow got Tom Brady to return when you looked like you were pretty screwed, uh, or or needed to, like Chase Deshaun. You needed to chase in a trade. They got Tom Brady to come back to run it, you know, run it back one more year in Tampa. Um, when everybody, every quarterback is fleeing the NFC for the AFC, feels like a four-team race in the NFC right now with the Cowboys. If you want to give them that, Um maybe a three-team race with the the Rams, Packers, and Bucks. Uh, I got no problem with an A plus here. Yep,
1: no, I agree. All right. um, starts with the old Tommy Brady, and then um, Bell Belichick or Bell Bilichick or whatever <laughs> he's going to call him going forward. <laughs>
2: All right, let's move on to the Saints. You also have Breach.
3: Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to give the Saints a C. We were just talking about uh, the Vikings and how they didn't have any salary cap space, and I feel the same way about New Orleans. I mean, they went in to free agency, like $45 million over the salary cap. You don't have any money to sign anyone. All you can do is restructure these deals. Your first order of business is to get under the salary cap. It's hard to get better when you're hamstrung like that in that situation. Uh, and so even despite that, they still were able to get Jameis Winston, which I don't hate. Obviously, 5-2 and two as a starter last season, beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, and I don't think – obviously, they went out and tried to get Deshaun to Watson. That didn't work. But it, when you look at the quarterbacks who are available to him, I don't know that they could have done much better. I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield would be a huge upgrade over Winston – uh, so, I like that deal for him, especially because it didn't cost him much. And then bringing in Marcus May to replace uh, Marcus Williams. Uh, yeah, you don't even have to change the first name on the nameplate in his locker room. Just you needed someone else at safety. You got it. Somebody give the <laughs> Saints an even C.
2: Wilson is out here subtweeting me. So, well, I guess not subtweeting me, Quote actually, quote tweeting me with, with Zach Wilson stuff as I talk about Malik Willis. Um, so, there
1: you go. I added a few more but I can, I can talk on this as well. Yeah, go for it. What was the grade you gave the Saints breach? A C. No, I think I like that. I think James Winston made the most sense once they were out of the Sean Watson sweepstakes. And I don't think it it made sense to go in any other direction Uh, from that. uh, I know Sean Payton is not going to be there, but I would imagine a lot of things are going to be similar. The Hill has still have some things to sort out wide receiver wise. Who knows what Mike, I I mean, I, we haven't heard from Mike Thomas, right? We have no idea where he's going to be or what, like usually guys are peeping up and their agents are peeping up and there's nothing there. I like Marcus may a lot. So I think that's a a good signing. Um, The other Marcus uh, left for Baltimore, I believe. So um, not necessarily like for like, but a pretty close or pretty close. So yeah, I think C is about right in a division where, you know, you sort of wish Tommy Brady hadn't come back.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest question for me is, and I know that this is not necessarily the saints, fault because he walked away but you know you lost sean payton i mean sean payton was a top five fish co- top five coach in the nfl I mean it's definitely top 10 without question and i just sort of wonder i think i think uh dennis allen will be a better coach than people you know are, are maybe expecting but i do sort of wonder if it's possible that sean payton is was the secret sauce for the saints offense and yeah. I mean Carmichael's been there forever. Yeah, I think Pete Carmichael, Pete Carmichael, will be fine. Um, but yeah, just, just I think I think that's at least that's at least fair to ask, you know. Like I mean, as much as Pete Carmichael's been with Sean Payton and, and should fill that OC role, fine. It's not Sean Payton on the sideline calling plays, you know. It's it, so I, I I don't know. I think that's a fair question to ask. I think it's C or C minus. Um, you know, being able to get bring back Jameis. So the, you know, they had they were in on they were in on the Deshaun st- sweepstakes too. That that you know, that's a that's a tough evaluation when you're when you're thinking about that as well. So uh, I, I think that's a perfectly fine grade. Saints could absolutely be a playoff team, fringe playoff team. Um I think it would be a pretty big long shot if they sold the division, but a fringe playoff team isn't out of the question. I uh, breach you also have the Atlanta Falcons. What? You yeah. know, the Falcons
3: I feel like are a tough team to grade. I kind of like some of really geez, Wilson. Uh, I like I do like some of the moves that they're building for the future. And I, I like some of the things they did. They re-signed Cordero Patterson, who was basically their entire offense last year. Uh, I liked the fact that they brought in Casey Hayward. I love the fact that they've re-signed Young-Waiku to a five-year, $24.25 million contract. Uh, the one thing I do wish they would have done is trade Matt Ryan earlier in the offseason, maybe uh, before free agency, Uh, If they would have gotten a little bit more compensation, it just felt like they gave Matt Ryan away uh, and they're taking a $40 million dead cap hit, the biggest in NFL history. And so, again, I said about the Bears, I feel it about the Falcons, that they're waving the white flag on the 2022 season and saying, all right, we got Matt Ryan's contract off our books, and this is going to help us long-term, not necessarily in 2022. So I'm going to give them – I was kind of hovering between a D plus and a C minus. I'm gonna give them a pity grade and give them a C minus.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. that's too high. Yeah, I think you have to go in the D and by the way, if you're uh Arthur Arthur Miller, what's his name? Arthur. Blank? Uh, no, <laughs> not Arthur, the the coach. Arthur, Smith. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. All the Arthur's. Me. Yeah. If you're Arthur Smith, why would you want this to be rebuilding year in year two? I mean, you you had to eke out a bunch of one-score uh, wins last year. You should, you know, we, we did the math every week in terms of points for and points against. Like they very easily could have won three football games, it felt like. But I feel like you'd rather be going in the other direction, whether that's with Matt Ryan or with a a, a legitimate play and be a quarterback. Maybe Marcus Mariota is that guy. I don't know. He sort of was the 11th-hour addition when they had to trade Matt Ryan after they whiffed on Deshaun Watson. So I don't know if Arthur Smith is, is – interested in a rebuild. Now, ultimately, it may not be up to him, but...
2: Yeah, I, don't he, I don't think he gets a choice in it.
1: But Arthur Blank was extremely frustrated with how things ha- had gone in recent years, and that was part of the reason that they, uh you know, fired uh, Dimitrov, and then they moved on from Dan Quinn, and so they're worse now than they were two years ago.
3: That is true, and whose fault is it, though? <laughs> whose that fault is, is it?
2: Here, here's is- the, here's the Here's the other thing for them. The Falcons... Went all in on trying to get Deshaun Watson, thinking that they were—I mean, obviously thinking that they were going to get him—and when they didn't get him, the you know presumed fallback plan was let's just run it back with Matt Ryan. Well, clearly, Matt Ryan—they had a deal of some some kind of arrangement in place where Matt Ryan, you know, was like, you you know, if I'll I'll I will do this contract stuff. I'll hold off on this contract stuff. I'll push the bonus date back. Um, I'll agree to do that, but you guys have to agree to trade me. And I think that they, he, he, after it all got done, I think he was like, you know what? I just want to get traded anyway. Like, I I don't think I want to stay in Atlanta after I feel like I was the second choice for, you know, behind Watson. uh, And then you, if you don't fell through and that's, you know, that's y'all's problem Like in my mind, that's how it played out. And if, if that's the case, then the Falcons screwed the pooch and, and maybe Marcus Mariota comes back and is great. But the last time he was with Arthur Smith, he benched him for Ryan Tannehill. Mm. so you know let's see what they do in the draft you know malik willis again i know that um you know kevin colbert uh steelers gm smiling ear to grinning ear to ear as you'll see in your your mentions ryan um after seeing malik willis throw a bomb i think he's in play for the falcons for sure uh we'll you know we'll see how we'll see how it goes but you Know that would change that you know drafting a quarterback would certainly change how we look at their offseason, I think. But I don't know that this roster is ready for a quarterback quite yet. I think this roster is in trouble. Imagine and, saying that I don't know if this football roster is ready for a quarterback, <laughs> but that's where we're at with the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Exactly. I think I think Falcons get an F for how I mean, look, I,
3: I like an What if Marcus Mariota uh, wins NFL MVP in twenty? What if Andy mm-hmm. Dalton wins the Super Bowl? I mean, come on, he's he doesn't have a team to win with right now, Ryan. That's ridiculous. Neither so, does Marcus Mariota.
2: Hey, look, maybe I'm wrong. And it was it was more of a Matt Ryan's just they're like, yeah, of course, Matt. We will, you know, you know, look, if you still want to go to Indy, we will facilitate that and we'll deal with it afterwards. But they did it, just the way that it played out with his contract, they have a massive cap charge, the largest cap charge in NFL history this offseason. Uh I love Patterson, the re- bringing back Patterson, who who tweeted like you know, time to warm up the arm as a joke. Um, I think Lorenzo Carter's a good signing, Casey Hayward's a good signing. I don't love paying a kicker, but Young Ku is a good one. Um, Damian Williams is a nice sort of under the radar. Like I, I like these moves, but these moves were made in part because of what happened with the quarterback situation. And un- just unfortunately, any team who made a hard push to get Deshaun Watson and then struck out is probably going to end up with a lower letter grade from us because you know it's you know if you if you lost the Watson sweepstakes, you know we're, again we're streaking, speaking strictly from a football perspective here. Um, you know you you probably you held out a, a really long time at the quarterback spot and may have gotten burnt by it. So that's just sort of the nature of it, right?
1: Yeah. And as Debo notes in Slack, the uh, Vikings just signed zadarius Smith. So I'm am taking their grade from D minus to D. Good that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good sign. Maybe even D plus I, didn't
2: get, I thought they had two million dollars in how did they get him?
1: Well, Rachel's complaining that it, it wasn't the fault because they didn't have any cap space, but they matched. Yeah, and they still him.
3: got someone big on her contract. Yeah, you, you shoot
2: first, ask questions later. I mean, <laughs> cap space is a, <laughs> cap, that's how it works. Works. cap space is an absolute myth. Yeah, uh I, I've got the Falcons grade. I mean, the the, the Panthers grade. Excuse me. Um, I guess because I'm a Panthers fan or whatever. Because
3: you live in the Carolinas.
2: Yeah, I live in the Carolinas. You're real ear to the ground on this one, and I am going to give the Panthers a generous D minus ooh again ooh. this team and, and look this goes back to la, uh last offseason when they acquired Sam Darnold and um, almost immediately guaranteed his 2022 salary of 18 plus million dollars on the, by picking up his fifth year option had they not done that Sam Darnold would be an, still unsigned free agent right now like Sam Darnold wouldn't probably not have a home right i mean like if the Steelers had signed Sam Darnold, what would your reaction have been?
1: Oh, I'd have been angry.
2: Although 12 months ago, I was like, eh, maybe we should kick oh, fires sure. on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'll take the L on that for sure. Um, I don't mind some of the some of the Panthers under the radar signings. Like Bradley Bozeman is a nice, it should be a nice addition at center. You, you lose Matt Paradis. And um, Matt Ionitis one year, 5.9 million, is a is a strong underrated move for that defensive line. I think the Dante Jackson extension is, is probably fine for the money. I like Johnny Hecker, so that's cool. Um, Dante Foreman, nice backup. Uh, I like Johnny Hecker, so that, that's where we're at with the Panthers. I mean, Austin Corbett, like, they help their offensive line. I'll, I'll give them that. Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett should help the offensive line. Uh, they did get some, you know, you know, between Ionitis and Marcus Haynes, you beef up the defensive line, get a little more depth there. They just... They haven't figured out, you know, the, the quarterback position is a problem. And they were all in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes as well. And they've now been rebuffed by Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Carson freaking wins. Like, that's, you know, that's where you're at. And the only guy, the only real option you have at quarterback is Sam Darnold for $18 million this year. Like, you could have signed Sam Darnold as a free agent for seven, like, I mean, what? Like Not even $5 million. $5 million. 10 million, yeah. yeah, less than Mitch Trubisky money. So that's, or you could have brought Mitch Trubisky to Carolina and and, and, and seen that. H- tying yourself to Sam Darnold for this extra year has to matter for this offseason, even though it happened last offseason, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the Panthers' biggest issue is that they don't have, Uh, they didn't solve their problem at quarterback. I actually like a lot of things that Carolina did. Yeah, um, yeah. They signed a punter, Johnny Hecker. That alone should get them an A+. They re-signed their kicker, Zane Gonzalez. Uh, but more importantly, look, they beefed up the interior of their line. They got Austin Corbett from the Rams. Uh, you mentioned Bradley Bozeman, Brinson. So they really beefed up their offensive line. But the problem is Dante Foreman from the Titans, I feel like they got a steal on. He was huge when he was uh, – when Derrick Henry was out, he did fantastic and kind of helped carry that Tennessee team. He, to the he Actually,
1: I will agree with Breach on that. Breach usually is hyperbolic about a lot of things This he's right about.
3: Yeah, so I feel like that was a steal for them. They had a lot of good under-the-radar signings, but did not fix their quarterback situation. So, like, Prince, I'd probably be a little more generous. I'm going to say a C-minus, but I I agree with everything you said about the quarterback.
2: Well, and I would um, just push back on this, too. Like, the Panthers do have $24 million in salary cap space now. They had a lot less before they – before they – Cut some, cut a bunch of players. They they made a ton of salary moves, clearly in order to try to get to Sean Watson to get under the cap enough where they could you know bring Watson in and sign him to a new deal. Um, you know, Darnold is their number is their highest cap figure this year, so they I mean they would have a ton of salary cap space if not for Sam Darnold. You know, like they have forty seven million dollars next year already planned out. So I look again, I you know I don't mind this list of signings. But I think it was largely uh, a slow offseason for the Panthers. I think they dabbled in the mid-level market, pri- not because they, they wanted to, but because they were trying to get Watson and win all in a Watson and completely whiffed on it. And you just have Sam Darnold as your quarterback. Like, it's By the just- way,
1: you've, you've talked about the Malik Willis Pro Day. Uh, our buddy Joe Person at The Athletic, who covers the Panthers forever, says only four teams had their GMs, senior execs there. Carolina was one of them, along with Atlanta. Pittsburgh and Washington and only Matt rule and Mike Tomlin were the only head coaches at the, at the Malik Willis project. So Malik
3: Willis I, I the think Steelers.
2: Uh, look the, again, Carolina. the Panthers being rejected by three different veteran quarterbacks via trade. If you, if you're, if you're a team that has that happen to you, you know what you figure out that the only way to get a quarterback in is to draft one. And that's what I'm okay with drafting quarterbacks because you're,
1: you've, you're, you're on strike four now and you got to do something and help you. You hit a Josh Allen home run and not a Mitch Trubisky, you know, pass ball.
2: Yeah. So not a Daniel Jones, strikeout. Right. Well, it's well, number I, six overall. So I think I mean Kenny, I think Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis are alive at number six. They are alive indeed. All right, let's. Lost my place here. Let's take. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> about a new show coming to paramount plus some of you definitely played the game when you were younger earth's most advanced warrior master chief must defend humanity from the alien species the covenant while unlocking dark secrets from his past in the new paramount plus original series halo stream it march 24th exclusively on paramount plus head to paramountplus.com slash halo to try it for free i love that mm. video games are becoming movies i get shoot it in my veins. Um, All right. I am in charge of the Seahawks, giving them a grade. The biggest move, of course, trading Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, acquiring Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, and a bunch of draft picks uh, in that swap. They also released Bobby Wagner and uh, saw DJ Reed uh, go in free agency to the Jets, signed Quandre Diggs uh, back on a three-year $40 million deal and brought Will Disley back on a three-year $24 million contract. I give the Seahawks a. Oh, uh, they also added uh, Quentin Jefferson, Al Woods, Kyle Fuller, um, Sidney Jones. They brought back Artie Burns. I give okay. them a, a D plus. And again, I don't dislike. Oh, oh Rashad Penny they signed as well. I, I like that a lot. So um you do? I like the Penny signing for one year, five seven five. That's not bad. Okay. Um, I would just say that, like the D plus. Is basically a result of having to trade Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I like the Noosu signing, and after that, it's like, eh, all right, like Will Disley, three years, twenty-four million. That feels like a a reach. Rashad Penny, one year, did let's find no fan. I think as part of that trade, you certainly have a chance to get something out of him. Drew Locke, I don't know if this is the year he puts it all together. Sort of feels like it's not, but yeah, I think it starts with. Russ Wilson, and you go from there, and no, oh, by the way, you're in the toughest division, in the NFC at least, uh, and you traded Russ to the toughest division uh, in the other conference, so yeah, I'm fine with that grade. Breach probably is going to grade a little softer,
3: I bet. What does that mean? You know what? Kids would be cheering for me to grade their papers the, with the way I grade. You know what? No, I, I'm going to agree with Brenton. I'll give them no. the D+. plus. I do like that, you know, I hate the chart of Russell Wilson. But I feel like they got fairly compensated. You get two first-round picks. You get Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, I'm not going to mention Drew Walk because I do not think
2: he's the QB, the future in Denver. They're uh, in Seattle, but they're hyping him up, man. I mean, they're talking Pete Carroll saying a lot. I mean, I know that happens with everybody, but yeah, yeah but, but they also he's the only quarterback on your roster. And what did they
1: say of the combine? We're we're not we're not trading Russell Wilson. That's yeah, right. we're, no, we're not a,
2: we're not actively like he, there was some sort of phrasing where like semantics where you can get away with it, right? And they, it's have not the just night, what, they have the nice. They have Russell people, Wilson, but.
3: Yeah, it's not just Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, they're best defensive players out too. So yeah, I totally go with the D
1: And in terms of uh Drew Locke, with the ninth pick, they could very easily take Malik Willis if he happens to be there.
3: Ooh, that's intriguing. Absolutely. Um,
2: look, essentially, if I'm doing these grades and you lost and you lost a franchise quarterback or lost a shot at getting a franchise quarterback, you're probably not getting a, a great grade from uh from from me. From Uncle Will. From Uncle Will. Yikes! Next up is the Los Angeles Rams, and I will give them a B minus. Ooh, that is uh, primarily based on the fact that even though, um, even though the 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 Rams, I think, are still one of the top three teams in the NFC, and there's a maybe the Cowboys put them as four, and there's then there's a huge gap to the rest of the teams. Um, and I like the Allen Robinson signing, but. The the losses here are pretty big for me. You lose Von Miller, and he you know you had a big offer out there for him, and he and he just takes more money with Buffalo. Andrew Whitworth retires, no fault of theirs. I mean, they won the Super Bowl and he walked away. Uh, they trade Robert Woods. I understand it with maybe Odell Beckham coming back, uh, and then you see Austin Corbett uh, signs with Carolina. They did ink Joe Noteboom to a three year forty million dollar deal. That seems like a ton, but they really like him and he filled in nicely for Whitworth on that left side. Uh, Brian Allen, the center, of three years twenty four million. So. You know, you you and then you bring back Cole Shelton or you sign Cole Shelton. Like you, you get enough work on the offensive line where you feel good about it, but just you know, there's a natural attrition that comes with winning a Super Bowl almost 90 percent of the time, with the exception of like Tom Brady and, and the Bucks, uh, where you know you're just gonna you know you're gonna take a you know, B minus at best. I think when when you start looking at those losses.
1: Yeah, I'm B minus C plus on this. I think the Von Miller thing. I don't know. It hurts, obviously, but uh, they don't have any draft picks. So what you see is what you get in terms of how this team is going to look. So I think that's perhaps why I'm leaning a little bit more C plus. There's still things to still shake out. You can um, crush your day three picks, which they've been doing in recent history. So that's, that's good news, but that's, that's a big gamble. Um, But they're also the defending Super Bowl champs. So, you know, if you get a C plus, who cares? You just want a Super Bowl. If you you end up only winning 12 football games and don't make it back to the Super Bowl, you could perhaps live with that, given how the, the last 12
2: months just played out for you. And, and if this team doesn't have Matthew Stafford at quarterback, I'd probably give a C.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah. you can continue. You can add what Stafford did to their offseason grade because they signed him to an extension, and now he's probably going to finish his career in L.A., so I think that has to count. That's fair. And they said, Matthew Stafford, we're going to hook you up with all the help we can get. Uh, Brian Allen, that's a huge resigning. The huge signings on the offensive line because you had Whitworth retirement, and the Allen Robinson deal just kind of came out of nowhere. Would you uh, rather really
1: have Allen Robinson or Robert Woods, though?
3: I don't know. I'd probably take Allen Robinson since. I think I would take Robert Woods since Robert Woods is coming off an ACL tear. I yeah. think
2: that I think R- Allen Robinson has more upside, but Robert Woods has a higher floor. Probably. Why so does Brenton, Alan Robinson I,
1: have more upside? He's been playing for six years or whatever. I mean, with,
2: like, have you looked at his quarterbacks that he's played with? And yeah, like, what if Matthew Stafford Dulling under the bus? What if Matthew Stafford unlocks 2000? was 2017? Allen Robinson that had a huge year
3: maybe
2: it, like he was like one of the best young wide receivers in football at one point in time with Blake Bortles. So you yeah. can't blame the quarterback's breach. Eight, <laughs> 80, 2015, 80 catches. Oh, he tore his ACL in 2017. My bad. Um, 80 catches, 1400 yards for league leading 14 touchdowns in Blake Bortles. Second year. And he's just, I mean, he hadn't done anything. You know, he had two, Thousand yard, 1100 plus yard seasons in, in Chicago. And by the I
1: way, think Brink, I, think I, think a, I think there's a lot of upside here for him, Andy I'm Dalton honest. was his quarterback last year. Your personal
3: Lord and Savior, Andy Dalton. I already mentioned Andy Dalton. Uh, all right, the 49ers. Wilson, dunked himself.
2: 49ers yeah. lost tra- uh, Traverius Ward, who was signed to a big deal three years, $40.5 $40. million in, uh, in Kansas City. Oh, no, excuse me. They signed no. him in San Francisco. I'm, right, you got it. Yeah, they signed him in San Francisco. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Uh, they lost Lakin Tomlinson and uh-huh. Raheem Mostert, both, both of whom went to former assistants of Kyle Shanahan, uh, Tomlinson to the Jets, and Mostert to the Dolphins. They also brought in uh, George Odom, the safety, on a three-year $11 million deal. Warren Burks, the linebacker, Asan Ridgeway on the defensive line. And Ray Ray McLeod to a pretty stunning two year, $10.4 million deal that people treated as just more Kyle Shanahan offseason nonsense. I I gave him a C minus. Um, they also haven't dealt Jimmy Garoppolo, which, and it and it looks like it's going to be hard to deal him. John Lynch is t- trying to tell people he's got an offer on the table for two second round picks for Jimmy G. It's like, bro, if you've got that on the table, you would have taken it already. Like that's not a real offer. There's no way there's a mystery team out there offering two second round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so I, I think if if it comes down to it and you have to either cut Jimmy to save the cap space or you get a get like a fourth for him, then the C minus feels very justified.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And the, uh, you know, as Breach likes to talk about, the musical chairs of quarterback are drying up, so there's going to be more names than chairs and Jimmy Garoppolo might be the one standing up. Maybe he and Baker can start their own club because they might be the last two guys left.
3: A uh, Baker's club? <laughs> what a great joke. Um, yeah, I agree. It, I, I think not being able to trade Jimmy Garoppolo yet and when they finally do, they're not going to get much in compensation because no one's desperate unless they wait until training camp someone gets injured. I think that is the big thing hanging over their head and since they haven't done that, uh, yeah, I like your grade, Brenton.
2: I think it's possible that the um, that they end up like keeping Jimmy G and he like is their week one starter, which would I be, mean, which would be even worse if Trey Lance can't beat him out. And John Lynch mentioned that
3: at the combine. Yeah, he said, "Hey, look, we have enough cap room to do this. If that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do."
2: Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's out of I I think Kyle Shanahan wants a safety net for Trey Lance and. They, at this point, maybe Jimmy G is that is that safety net. Um, okay, finally. Actually doing pretty good on time here. Mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals. They added Jeff Gladney, former first-round pick by the Minnesota Vikings, who signed a two-year deal. They brought back Colt McCoy. They re-signed James Conner, three-year, $21 million deal. A lot of money. Feels steep for a guy who has definitely flashed, but is certainly an older running back. They also signed Zach Ertz to a three-year $32 million deal. I can't imagine what Debo's reaction would be if the Eagles gave Zach Ertz that money. Um, Max Williams they brought back. They lost Jordan Hicks, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, and, and Chandler Jones. Um, so I gave him a C, and I kind of think I should drop it down a little bit. I mean, I know you can't sign everybody, Chase Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, and Chandler Jones are three pretty big losses, even if those guys won't be quite as productive at their new spots. Like I don't like, I don't I mean, Chandler Jones could go nuts in, in Las Vegas. And I just don't think Christian Kirk is gonna be a monster in Jacksonville. Um, but that's hey, man, that's that's a lot of losses to take. They should get some decent comp picks back, but it feels like this well,
1: team you can't yell not- at them for signing guys if you want to get comp picks back too. So you gotta do you gotta do the I would that. think
2: that the deals that Jones, Kirk, and Edmund signed would, would still land him a comp pick, even with the Connor, because the Connor and Ertz, I guess those guys were those guys. Those guys were technically free. I don't know if it, how the comp pick formula works if you sign your own unrestricted free agents. Yeah, I don't know either. Hmm. So, um, I mean, let's get on that.
3: Yeah, yeah I don't think cool. it. It not It only counts as if you lose the free agent. So if you resign them, you didn't lose them. There you go. I didn't appreciate it. I'm saying, it.
2: but like technically James Conner was an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, but you didn't lose him.
3: Yeah. Right. If you signed with another team, you lose him, And then that goes in the comp point. If, if you, you sign
2: somebody else's player, then that goes it, in the formula too. Right. They lost him. The other team lost okay. him. You sure? I mean, I I believe you, but I mean, I'm 99% sure. Okay, cool. Um, well yeah, in, that case, in that case, they should probably land <laughs> two really good comp picks. Um, but I still give them a C just because you lost a lot of talent in free agency. I'm okay with the Kirk thing, because you're not going to pay him that
1: much. Number one, they have Rondell Moore, who they drafted the second round last year, he's going to get a bigger role and he may end up being as exciting a player, maybe better. So I'm okay with that. Dre Hopkins will be healthy. I'm guessing he's coming back. We haven't heard anything. Kyler Murray is coming back. I I think we haven't heard anything on Instagram from him. So I don't, I mean, the grade is fine. I I get it. Um, you take a flyer and Jeff Gladney, who just was, um, had his court case cleared. I don't remember the results. He wasn't found uh, guilty. So that, that's why he's back in the league and teams are checking him out. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. Again, you're in an, an incredibly tough division, but I, I think they're not a better football team today than they were a month ago, but they're close. I don't think they're that far off.
2: Who's who's the second-best team in the NFC West?
1: I mean, it has to be these guys, doesn't it? 49ers. We don't know who the quarterback is. You guys are just talking about maybe Trey
2: Lance can't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: Yeah, well, maybe the Cardinals don't know who the quarterback is either because they're in a fight with their quarterback. Yeah, Paul
2: McCoy. That factored into my that factored into my, uh, my grade, too. I forgot to mention I think it
3: has to factor into the grade. I'm like, glad you factored it in because, look, if you have drama with your quarterback, you have big drama. And that's still uh, – J- Jason Lockenford just reported over this week that things uh, still aren't good between them, even though Kyler put the Cardinals back on his Instagram. Uh, and we Kyler's agent took a shot at the Cardinals after the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams saying, hey, look, the Raiders can afford to pay Derek Carr and go out and make big, splashy trades. And what are the Cardinals doing? Nothing um Jeez. so it's still a lot of drama there yep i, I like Prince's grade
2: yeah i think i see fair okay wow ripped through that in pretty expedient fashion right
1: yeah it's uh, 68 minutes wilson demanded we be done by 215
3: and i think we did it
2: i mean that's we- that's that's under five minutes per team it's not bad that's pretty yeah. good that's good 4.25 minutes per team. I actually not
3: thought there. we were doing the whole NFL. So when I find out we we're only doing the NFC, whew.
2: Huh. Plus, I mean, we, we didn't, each division didn't have enough juice for its own podcast, but like, you know, we could definitely do, you know, split it. We could have split it eight,
3: eight ways. Anyway, AFC tomorrow. The AFC West by itself and then the rest of the AFC, right, Debo? Just yeah. kidding. Yeah.
1: That's not a terrible idea. Am I on the AFC tomorrow, Debo? You are not. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't get that email. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Ryan, what time are we doing podcast moving forward? 1 p.m. Eastern breach. Be there or be square. I'm it's
2: actually start. it's actually probably a good idea just for like like my brain to have everything at 1 p.m. It's just like I know I have to show up and I know I have to show up here at this at this spot at 1 p.m. every day and not go on checks podcast um, at 1 p.m. I yeah like if somebody's like hey can you do this at one I'm like can't do one one to two one to two thirty or really twelve forty five to two thirty off the table because you never know how long this podcast will go. Ah, uh, Wilson has a radio hit to do with my pal and uh, local celebrity Adam Gold. So Hi, Adam. We'll let, and podcast listener friend of the show. We'll let uh, we'll let Wilson go. We'll all take off. We'll make. I'll keep talking so Breach keeps waving. Um, for Breach <laughs> and Wilson, I'm Brentson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review, and we will talk to you guys later.